How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Thursday, May the 13th. Thank you so much for being here. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, let's talk about some video games. First thing I want to talk about is a game called Subnautica Below Zero. This is, of course, a sequel to Subnautica, originally released in 2018. And this is also it coming out of early access. Now, everything that I'm reading about this game is that it is more Subnautica, which is a very good thing. A lot of people liked that game. It has a bigger focus on storytelling. They've introduced uh, land exploration instead of purely underwater exploration. And generally, critics are pretty happy with it. If you haven't heard of Subnautica, it is a open-world survival game, which mostly takes place underwater. Uh, I can highly recommend it. Here's what IGN had to say about Below Zero. I think this is a good summary of popular opinion. Quote, Subnautica Below Zero is another big, frosty bite of one of the best open-world survival games to come along since the genre's inception. It might not be as massive as the original, but there is so much style and substance packed into each trench, cave, and bloodthirsty shark-squid thing that it's hard to complain. Whether you were ravenous for more Subnautica or don't even know what you're in for, I don't think you'll be disappointed. End quote. I never ended up finishing the first Subnautica, which I totally should have done, so I guess I'm going to hop back into that soon if I can. If you want to pick up Below Zero, it is releasing out of early access on all of the usual platforms this Friday, May 14th. Uh, we've got to talk about another game here. Actually, it's a game expansion. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids. Now, in the last segment, we said it was more Subnautica, and for this expansion, it very much is more Assassin's Creed Valhalla, except it takes place in Ireland instead of England. And pretty much every critic, what I'm reading is, hey, whatever you thought of Valhalla, you're going to think the same for Wrath of the Druid, as long as you're able to bear another 15 hours of the game. Here's a positive opinion from Press Start, quote, All in all, Wrath of the Druids is a great addition to Valhalla's already well-bolstered package. Visiting Ireland, learning about its rich history and mythology is something I never thought I would be interested in. But Wrath of the Druids is so engaging that it's hard not to recommend to people who enjoyed Valhalla. Just don't expect it to reinvent the wheel. Instead, bring a few more. End quote. Now, there were other people who were a little less happy with it, this is from Destructoid, quote, I found myself wanting more. More druid stuff, more interesting characters, and a more diverse region. Wrath of the Druids is simply more Assassin's Creed Valhalla, with a few added twists and some of the same baggage. End quote. I think that should be enough information for you to judge for yourself whether or not to pick it up. The only thing I have to say as somebody who hasn't played that game is, boy, does it look gorgeous. I want to pick it up just so I can walk around in Ireland. Okay, I need to make two clarifications, kind of follow-up stories. So the first thing is that Ubisoft has clarified that they actually are not scaling back on premium AAA games. There was a misinterpretation of what they had said, and basically they're just saying that they're expanding into more free-to-play areas. They're not necessarily reducing the amount of games that are currently their bread and butter. The other thing is that there was some speculation that the next Battlefield game from EA was going to be next-gen only, or current-gen, I guess. Uh, they have since debunked that. The next Battlefield game is coming out on both last-gen and current-gen consoles. Hey, if you're somebody who likes cozy games, I'm thinking of stuff like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley, then you should check out this indie game. It's releasing on June 2nd. It's called Hako Life, H-O-K-K-O. -K -K -O. Uh, it's going to be on Steam in early access. And uh, it looks a lot like Animal Crossing, 
It's being published by a pretty reliable company, Team 17. And it's being developed by a solo developer, which is ambitious, but I mean, Stardew was that as well. Anyway, I just wanted to put your eyes on it because I know that that's a huge genre of game for a lot of people. And it looks like this developer is wanting to really fill the game with a lot of content, so... I don't know, it's very cute. It's got animal friends that you can interact with and live with. Totally lets you customize all of the items in the game. It looks really nice. Uh, again, Hako Life. It looks like they have a pretty successful Patreon as well. Alright folks, that's everything that I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here, it's greatly appreciated. I will be back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until then, happy gaming everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, you know something I realized is that uh, now that I'm out of school and I have a little bit more free time, I should start asking for review codes again and do the reviews on this show. It's a little tough for me because I'm, I'm not the kind of person that usually finishes games to completion, right? So I feel like there's usually an expectation that you're going to see the entire game when you when you review it. So maybe I need to have some kind of caveats when I do it. That's just like, you know, here's how much I played and what I thought of it, and why I stopped playing, and, you know, just adapt it a little bit so that it's not just like every other review out there, and instead I'm just playing the game to experience it, and to tell you about it, and to keep you in the loop, instead of having to rely on, you know, all these other people who are doing these reviews. Is that a good enough reason to even get a review code? I don't know. I would imagine so, right? Anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is a bit of a continuation from uh, the weekend show when I was talking about video game guides. So I'm playing Hitman 2, as you know, kind of on an ongoing basis over the course of the last year. I just keep it installed on my machine and boot it up every now and then. And if you don't know, in Hitman, they give you like a ton of challenges for all the different levels where, you know, you have to complete assassinations in a bunch of crazy and idiotic ways and these maps are so large and complex that sometimes you can't really figure out how to do the things they want you to do. Other times you'll figure it out with enough time and patience, but you know me at this point. And so for, you know, for a long time, I was just looking up like video guides on how to do many of these challenges. And I was still having fun replicating the process, but it wasn't all of that fulfilling. Like it felt like I was kind of just checking off a checkbox instead of playing the game. But then I recently found a website which covers uh, all the Hitman challenges, basically, or a lot of them. And uh, they're actually a, like a full guides website. They're called Game Pressure, and they do guides for all of the newest games. It's actually pretty comprehensive. It looks really like they've got a good UI. Probably one of the best I've seen in recent times, anyway. Again, Game Pressure. But the way that they set up the Hitman guides was really interesting. Um, it's comprehensive. But what they do is they say, hey, if you're trying to, like drop a toilet on this person. Here's where the toilet is. Here's how to get that person underneath the toilet and then, you know, go. And so for me, like, I don't have to spend 50 hours looking for the toilet. I can just find it. And in the meantime, I can still, you know, get into the shenanigans and the chaos that Hitman presents just by navigating the game. When I was watching the video and you follow it step by step, it's like, there's no room for error, right? It's formulaic enough that you can just not get in trouble. But if you know where the objectives are and you just have to try and pull it off in your own way, well, now we're cooking. That's been a whole lot of fun for me. And that's also the kind of thing that, like, you know, I was thinking once upon a time of streaming Hitman. I don't think my computer would be able to handle streaming the game, but 
you know, I kind of didn't want to do it because I've never been good at the game. <laughs> I've pretty much always relied on the guides to tell me how to actually get anything done, besides just running up to the people and shooting them in the head. But if I have a general sense of how to get a specific thing done, well, that could be a lot more entertaining. Like I said, though, you know, I have a, I guess, a five-year-old machine at this point. And even then, I mean, it works well. You know, I can play all of the latest games on fairly high settings, usually. If not, like, medium looks good enough these days. But what I do know is that graphics cards are in, like, super high demand right now. And I've seen some people saying, like, they've sold their five-year-old graphics cards for more than they bought them, and then, like, used that when they eventually were able to get their hands on a new graphics card. And so, you know, they, they've got an extreme discount. So I'm thinking of doing that. Like, I, I'm, I might look into how much a new graphics card is, and how much I can sell my current card for on the secondary market. And maybe I'll be able to pick something up for cheap, as long as I am diligent about trying to get the new one. I don't know, it's harder here in Canada. Less options, less shipping options. Okay, uh, I've talked enough. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, farewell.